Howdy, partner, and welcome to a Paradise Lost podcasting channel. This here's your marshal, Cody. My pronouns are he, they. Joining me as we put the weird into Weird West is... Hi, I'm Christina. Um, pronouns are she, they is fine as well. I am playing Emerson Drez. She runs the local theater, and as you will come to learn, she has kind of a paranoia or phobia of birds. Hi there, everyone. My name is Brendan. My pronouns are he, him. And in this game, I'll be playing John Liberty, the high kicking sheriff of Caliente. Hi, my name is Britt. My pronouns are she, her. I'm playing Cassidy Burke, but her friends can call her Sid. Cassidy's a widow who owns a bar and she always carries a Zippo, but doesn't smoke. Hey guys, my name is Tyler. My pronouns are he, him, and I'm playing Jackie Dawson. Kindly and gentlemanly barber of Caliente. Hey, this is Michaela. She, her, playing Doc Cavell. Uh, and Doc, she is the town doc who does the best she can in these violent times to walk the line of not adding to the cycle of death, which can be difficult sometimes. Hi, I'm Alex. I go by he, him. I'm playing Samuel Mammon as the town preacher, a man of spirit and soul and family. And without further ado, we present to you Deadlands, a fistful of ghost rock. We open in a crow's roost in the church tower of the Mammon Parish in the bustling pioneer settlement of Caliente. It's a quiet morning as the bird flies over the three street town, weaving in one door and out the other of an empty jailhouse. Past the faintly glowing signage of Val's clinic and landing on the hitching post out front of the Dress Theater. A call rings out as the crow spies a snake slithering up the red and white pole of the town's barber. That was a mistake. Birdshot peppers the wall of the theater. The corvid disappears in a swirl of purple and black smoke, leaving only feathers and a smirking storyteller. Panning down the street to the close saloon of Cassidy Burt. We find the Sheriff, Liberty, sitting at the bar with a beautiful femme fatale on the bar top in front of him. Her fingertips graze his temples, causing visions of heroism, train robberies, and the delivery of gritty justice to dance through the Sheriff's head. The lawman of this quiet town has the chance to be a hero once again. As the helicopter crashes, Sheriff John Liberty closes his eyes for just a split second to uh, shield them from the blast. And when he opens them, uh, sitting on the bar top of Cassidy's saloon is a very aesthetically appealing woman with long, dark hair and what can only be described as a crop-top bussier, gently stroking the side of John's face as she sips from her own flask of whiskey. Now, you see, Shug, it's actions like that, the mind of a hero, that makes us confident that Caliente is the right choice for us to bring the Black River line to town. And I'm sure a big, strong uh, hero like you could really take care of all of our uh, delicate merchandise. Brendan, would you like to roll a occult roll or 
Uh, would you like John to be dumb about what just happened to him? Sir, you you think that I have a cult? I know you don't, but I thought I'd give you the option. What would even an occult role be? Would that be spirit? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly. It would be Smart. 1d4 minus 2. Don't worry about it. I feel like that I want to roll just to see if sometimes the dice explode. Yeah, that wild card could explode a lot. Yeah, I mean, with the wild die, you're basically rolling a d6 on whatever you roll. Does this mean we all still have our actual three bennies? Um, yeah. You've got your bennies. Uh, all of my spellcasters have all of your spell point, all of your power points. So are we all there? Uh, not yet. This is where I was going to get character descriptions as you all uh, begin to wander into the uh, saloon for your oh, town gotcha. council meeting. Uh, so I on a D4 got an eight. So I got a success with one raise. Uh, so does that mean that I uh, with a success in one raise, does that mean that I know exactly what happened to me? Yeah, this uh, this beautiful woman who you recognize as a Wichita witch, uh, one of the, uh, they are the right-hand women of the uh, rail baron that runs Black River uh, Rail Company. Pretty much. Did you say they are witches? Yes, Wichita witches. Does that have, does the word witch have a negative connotation? The word witch in and of itself with all of the uh, different ways to access magic powers has the same connotation as Chi Master or Huckster does. Okay. Like, it's not inherently negative. Uh, there are rumors of the Wichita witches being, like, powerful magic users and uh, doing some... Uh, not no, not so upstanding things, but none of the rail barons, uh, no one involved in the rail wars, do upstanding things because railroads are the. Worst. And I'm realizing now that uh, she has put a spell on me. Correct. She has essentially cast an illusion, uh, showing you what you wanted to see. AKA, you asked for a train heist. She gave you a train heist. Realizing what that she's done to me, uh, I assume that I'm in like a wooden chair. Uh, John Liberty is going to stand up and turn to her. And like, how close to the bar are we? Uh, she is sitting on top of Sid's bar. John Liberty is going to raise up his booted foot and bring it heel down very heavily on the bar and look her dead in the eyes and go. Listen here, use did the red giant fucking send you? I ain't got no fucking hoagies. Uh, yeah. Would you care to give us uh, John Liberty's uh, character description as he's uh, dropping his laying down the smacketh? So John Liberty stands at a uh, totally average for the uh, a totally not average for the time five uh, eleven. Uh, I think that that actually puts him like at taller than normal for dudes uh, in in uh, the old west. Um, 
he has a very bright ginger hair that's kind of curly on his head that he tries to he tries to keep cut short, but it grows faster than he can keep up with. And he has kind of like a like a very bright red like goatee uh, thing going on that sometimes turns into a beard quicker than he can keep up with. He is normally wearing a Stetson, a duster, and uh, a, just like regular clothes, as well as uh, really good kicking boots that have seen their fair share of use. On his hip, he has a revolver holster that has no revolver in it, a whip, and he does have he does on occasion have a pair of brass knuckles. He has kind of like this really uh like well-defined face that looks like a little I don't want to say like emaciated but like he's got kind of like that that look of someone who's seen some shit in his days. He, if it wasn't obvious before, he definitely kind of is an outsider to town, uh, given that he moved here very recently from the East. Dope. Thank you, sir. Uh, Brit, how does Cassidy feel about, one, this random lady sitting on top of her bar when the business is closed for a council meeting soon? Uh, two her drinking her own whiskey and three John putting his feet on the table. Oh, I was waiting for you to ask me this as Cassidy is wiping down the bar um, with a wet rag. And she looks up to see this woman sit on her bar and pull out her own whiskey. She will take the rag twist it up and do a whip snap of it, just like she would with her own whip, right at her backside to get her off the bar. After she hopefully gets her to like hop off, she'll just kind of put her hands on her hips and like furrow her brow. Do you sit on your mama's tables? That is disrespectful. And then as uh, with John's boot up on the bar she does like a a swift like punch or push of her hand off on it turns in his direction and who said you can put your feet up on my bar uh can you also give us a quick description of what cassidy looks like? cassidy is five nine about 200 pounds woman her skin is tan and covered in freckles. Her hair is long and usually kept in a braid. It's like a black cherry color. Dark, dark red. And her eyes are hazel that can change kind of between greens and browns. Uh, she's wearing a white sleeved button-up blouse that she rolls up usually past the elbows since she's always working. A long brown skirt that kind of it seems light, easy to move around in with some brown lace-up boots. She has a dark brown duster that she has hanging on her coat rack with her whip kind of hanging over top of it. Um, around her waist, she's got a gun holster with a Colt 45. And she's got 
a brown fedora hanging up on the other rack of her coat rack. And outside, you can always see a your typical brown donkey um, kind of tied up and a carriage kind of off to the side. Dope. Uh, so, yeah, as you uh, snap the uh, towel at the woman sitting on the bar, she kind of yelps, jumps slash falls off the bar, falling forward into... Uh, into John, who has his uh, legs up. And she kind of uses him to steady herself, getting uncomfortably close, if we're being honest. Turns around and says, Well, ma'am, I don't you know all of the, uh, all of us witches. We ain't got a mama. I apologize that I offended you. Well, it's, it's how, how things work. I'm sorry. And she kind of twirls around John. And you, sweetie, rest assured, there's no red giants that sent me. Just my boss lady. She's, uh, I'm here to pitch the uh, rail line to the council when y'all meet later today. Oh, well, you sweeten everything, but, uh, and John is going to, like, reach to take the flask of whiskey? Uh, she... She does not try to stop you. He takes a flask of whiskey and then after being uncomfortably close to her is going to just walk away and set it outside in. I guess that Brit, correct. Uh, does Sid have like a place to put like outside food or drink like someone might have like a coat room? Um, There's going to be a like. The railing outside is going to be a little wider to be able to sit stuff on, but it's not going to be anything like. Your personal thing is in this spot. It's just a railing. Uh, John is literally going to take the flask of whiskey and walk it out to uh, to put it on the railing and be like, "Don't use worry, ma'am. I'll I'll make sure that uh, that doesn't go nowhere. But uh, you know the laws. You're not allowed to have any outside food or drink within uh, within Sid's bar. So uh, this is uh, I don't want you breaking no more laws. Oh, sure thing. Especially if I'm I'm new to town, so I might need you to show me what the uh, teach me what the laws are, and maybe show me the punishments. Well, ma'ams, I don't know that you's really gonna want to deal with the punishments. Normally, they're very very strict, and sometimes they do involve uh, very harsh things. Uh, we, we did have to hang a few peoples back in the day. Uh, we try not to do that very much just due to the, uh, so, so like people's needs to like, uh, learn from their mistakes, not just get killed. That, that helps no one. Anyway. Uh, so I won't be showing you no punishments, but you's going to have to definitely start obeying the laws. So like here, it says you're not allowed to bother souls outside of a house of God. I'm not super sure exactly what that means. That's why we got the preacher. Uh, real quick, let me interrupt you. Uh, as John says, that's why we got the preacher. Uh, would Samuel care to make his entrance? As we snapshot title card, door swings open. The <laughs> preacher. Yeah, uh, so the preacher. Uh, the preacher Samuel. Um, 
he's been in town probably 12 years now, uh, somewhere around there. Um, he's, he's probably fairly average height, maybe five, eight, um, strawberry blonde hair, freckles, um, kind of pale skin or, well, definitely farmer's tan, I guess. Probably out in the sun enough to have gotten some, some tanning and freckles and whatever. He's, he's, he's thin and wiry, not, not big and muscular or anything. I don't know. He's bespectacled, bespectacled. Holy shit. Tongue. He wears glasses. Yeah, he wears glasses. I was trying to say something fancy, and I failed at it. Yeah, he he's he wears glasses. His eyesight's not all that great. Yeah, I guess he walks through the doors. Um, and he kind of stops and uh, I don't know, crinkles his nose, froze his brow, whatever. When he sees the uh, the witch there, murmurs something to himself, but just goes and sits down and. Uh, Nods at uh, Cassidy at the bar. So, as you knows, no outside food or beverage. That's it. Uh, that that is uh, within the bar. That's just the rules here. Uh, you're not allowed to trade uh, souls uh, outside of the church. Uh, that's uh, oh, hey, nice to see you, Sam. It's so it's so. We was just talking about you. Oh yeah. What what about? Oh, well, uh, Miss, uh... Rose. Miss Rose here didn't know all the laws. She, uh, she, she made the mistake of bringing, uh, her own whiskey back into, uh, back into Sid's bar here, and, you know, I, I didn't want to get, I didn't want to get no sass from, uh, from our local barkeep. Mm, yeah, that's never a good idea. What brings you to town? I'm here to, uh... Make sure that you all make the right decision as to which rail company gets the land grant and spiking rights in this town. Hmm. And why should we go with you? Well, for one, you're all the, the other company is by you Vermillion. I don't think like most people aren't fond of a railway bringing zombies into town. But if you are, then, you know, that's, that's your choice. I, uh, I can't knock it. It's just not our personal flavor. Oh, oh, they, Bayou Vermillion brings in zombies? Shit, then Doc Val's not gonna like that. Doc Val says that undead are kill on sight. Um, can I, is there like a sense motive or anything? Um, is there like uh, perception or I think it would, I think it's notice notice. Uh, I'm looking through the core skills just to make sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess notice seems the most accurate from what I see on my list. Yeah. The only other thing that I would say might be, it might be, uh, Nah, the only other thing I would have thought would have been, like, investigation. Alright, well, then I'm gonna roll a notice. Uh, do you mind if I roll that too, Cody? Yeah. I'm gonna use a penny to re-roll that. Wait, isn't this... Yeah, okay. I actually up my note. I actually up my notice. So, yeah, I'm looking for... Is, is she lying or telling the truth and all that? Uh, yeah. I mean, she wasn't lying in the first place. Uh, you notice that 
like a small chick that she might not be sure that by Vermillion brings zombies. That's the rumor. Uh, it just happens that zombies tend to pop up sometimes when Bayou Vermillion's around. And, you know, she hasn't personally witnessed it happen. But that's the rumor. Okay. I'll take that. And then, like I said, uh, you know, I, I do the, uh, ooh, that's going to be a problem. You know, Doc Val says that undead are kill on sight. And then swipe title card. Doc Val. So at her title card, you hear a horse whinnying as it walks up. Ryder gets off and bounds the uh, the reins up to uh, the post outside. Walks in Doc Val with her flaming locks of auburn hair with ivory skin and eyes of emerald green. Uh, she's wearing her doctor's coat over her powder blue frilled uh, blouse and a brownish tan uh, long full skirt and boots and she just kind of walks in uh, looking tired a little weary tilts her hat at the uh, pretty lady at the bar and sits down at one of the tables as uh, Doc Val walks in the uh, lady notices the intrusion and just Ain't you a sight? Back at you. Oh, I do hope y'all make the right decision. I I like this town. Oh, do you? Uh, the, the, this town's pretty quiet, as uh, as far as I can tell. But uh, yeah. So uh, oh well, you know, speak speak of him, and they'll appear. Uh, that's Doc Val right there. Oh, smart and beautiful. Let uh, I do like this town. Well, you know, don't get your liking too much on, on, on this town. You know, we do have some, uh, there are some dumb rules you got to follow. I'm not a huge fan of it because I don't have a bit, big of a, bit of a sweet tooth, you know. But uh, Jackie Dawson, uh, our local barber, apparently you can't get a haircut without a lollipop. That's why these locks just keep growing. Don't have much of a sweet tooth. Swipe. Whoosh. Title card. Jackie Dawson. From the saloon, I'm assuming there's like swinging saloon doors. Absolutely. From the swinging saloon doors, walks Jackie Dawson into the into the bar. Uh, he has a freshly freshly shaven head, like shiny cue ball bald, uh, with a kept beard, but with a pronounced curly mustache. He takes off his bowler hat and puts it on the hat rack, and. Uh, Walks in with a bit of a pep in the step, like he uh, he's, he has some energy. Uh, happy to face the day. Uh, he's wearing like you know a, a kind of a nicer vest over a, like a, a pretty plain dress shirt. Um, he seems very has like a like a small smile underneath his his big mustache as he often does. Whew! I'm not late, am I? No, Jackie, you're right on time. Am I as on time as a haircut is for you, Sheriff? Well, you know, you you know, I gotta work up the courage to, to deal with them that, with that those sweets you give out. Ah, uh, just dress him up like a hoagie. He'll wolf them down. I'm awful confused by those weird sandwiches, even what you call them. I mean, who taught who taught you hoagie? Who taught who hoagie? 
You. I've lived my whole life here. Uh, you know what? That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, do we have a visitor in town? Oh, yeah. This is Rose from uh, the... From Wichita. From Wichita. Talking about the... Uh, that railroads. She was just showing me, uh, showing me one of them films that, uh, kind of like, uh, kind of like, uh, kind of like what Emerson runs. Uh, oh, you know what? I have to ask Rose. Uh, did I talk when that, uh, when I was watching that? Uh, you, you mumbled a little bit. Something about, uh, shit. Don't, don't tell me that. Don't you, you're not allowed to tell Emerson that you see there's no talking in the theater. Um, as if on cue, you hear a gunshot outside. Jesus uh, Christ! <laughs> and uh, Emerson walks in. John, I told you to get rid of those fucking birds. You know they're going to be the death of us. I swear. If they're not all gone, I'm going to start shooting them. Because they're going to kill us. You know it. Emerson, I, I can't get rid of them birds. Birds just show up. Birds are everywhere. I wish they wouldn't be. They're, they're going to start picking up babies and then carrying them off to their nests. Like, I've seen it happen before. Um, so Emerson um, has short, sun-bleached blonde hair that's usually pulled back under a Stetson. Um, average build, about 5'6". Um, fairly tan skin. She looks like she spends some time out in the sun. Uh, freckles on her nose and cheeks. She has very bright green eyes. Um Worn duster and boots, lots of dirt and scuffs on them, um, and a very well-loved, well-worn backpack as well that's pretty stuffed. Um, otherwise, she's wearing just kind of a simple shirt and pants um, that they look cleaner than the rest of her stuff. It's a little bit more put together underneath everything. Um, and, you know, as she's walking in, she's putting her uh, Derringer back into the holster Um and she kind of like massages her hands a little bit. You notice she's got brass knuckles on there and some scars, uh, brass knuckles on both of her hands and some scars as well. They look to be pretty old, uh, could be decades old as far as you know. Nobody really knows how old she is. You can't really tell by looking at her. Um, and for those that do know her, you know, despite her having just this visible ray of weapons from a Winchester to a Derringer to a Bowie knife and um, brass knuckles. She's actually more of a pacifist. Oh, how pleasant. Uh, before uh, you birds, um, what's a hoagie? Oh. Sweet. Wow. I don't, I don't even know how to process this. This is this is mine, John. So anyway, don't worry about what a hoagie is. It's, uh... I'm sorry to interrupt the carbohydrate conversation. But, uh... And Jackie turns to, uh... The, uh... The guest. Allow me to cut to the chase. Uh, what do you want? I am here on behalf of the Black River Rail Company. I'm sure you read in the epitaph that we are planning a rail this direction, and... So is that disgusting line. Um, I'm just here to make sure that the town council makes the proper decision. Not a fan of the, uh, of the million? No, not, not a fan of that, uh, voodoo that they do. And the zombies they bring with them. 
Ter- nasty things. Terrible, terrible things. Horde zombies or horde magic wielding, uh, what would you call yourselves? Uh, uh, hmm, uh, lackeys? Uh, either or, really. We call ourselves witches. But right. That's besides the point. We're, we only come through to negotiate and then outside of the occasional trip back to peruse the merchandise, she says, looking directly between, uh, John and, uh, Valerie, we, uh, will, won't be, we'll stay out of your hair. Well, uh, that's fine. If it makes you feel better, I don't have any lines, so it's a million. I'd rather not have either of you here. Railroads lead to strangers and trouble. But railroads are the way of the future. <laughs> we'll see. Um, as as this conversation's going on, uh, the last member of the town council shows up, walking through the uh, through the swinging door and holding it open for somebody walking behind him. The stout, grizzled, uh, older gentleman known as the mayor of this town, Jackie B. Waycrest, Waycrest, holds the door, having a conversation with a tall, dark-skinned man who seems to be speaking in a uh, Haitian Creole accent. And he walks through the door with the gentleman. And and anyways, so that's when I tell him, well, there goes the neighborhood. And the the man kind of laughs. Yes. And the man laughs. Oh, that's uh, that is such a good story. Uh, I look forward to not causing any ruckus for the town. Just. Continuing to bring exciting stories for you to tell the next passer through. Uh, looking at everybody gathered, uh, the mayor says, "Oh, well, I uh, I see we are running quite late. I guess we should get to it." And the two sit down at a large round table that y'all are used to sitting at. And everybody takes a seat at the large round table. Mayor Waycrest motions to the two guests who have remained standing. Almost like they've done this song and dance before. As you all know. Which one is uh, which one is talking? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, it's hard to distinguish yeehaws when all of my accents are yeehaws. Uh, Jaco Jacoby Waycrest is talking. Now, y'all all know that the connecting line is a uh, big boon for the town. And we're lucky enough to have two railroad companies uh, bidding for our little pieces of land. We've got the Black River Railroad Company. Very, uh, Lovely Miss Rose, who I see some of you have already gotten acquainted with. And Bayou Vermilion. And our representative from Bayou Vermilion, Michelle Lafayette. 
the man bows politely to y'all. It is a it is a pleasure, Michor. Um, so y'all know how it is in these meetings. All cards on the table. Uh, before we waste any of their time, anybody here got thoughts one way or another? Well, railroading's dangerous business. Brings a lot of travelers. Probably some not some nice types. That's uh, you know, that's part of the reason why we uh. Brought John all the way out here. I know he ain't too trusting of the uh, travelers, and you got right reason. But I'm, I got faith that it'll do more good than harm bringing the railroad to connect us with the rest of the world. So, uh, personally, I'm very curious about uh, not to throw Lady Rose under the train here, but uh, she did say that. Uh, Miss Lafayette's uh, associates bring uh, bring bring the undead with them. Uh, is that true? Because we got laws against that. Never mind the laws. The Lord's book is against that. Respectfully, I, uh, Monsieur, uh, Mamon, the when you say the Lord's book, you know, there's a. Uh, it all depends on which book you're reading. Samuel uh, narrows his eyes a little bit at that. <laughs> Ooh. So, like, that's fan all, but uh, we literally have laws against the undead. You can trust me, Monsieur. The undead are nothing more than muscle to lay the main line. It keeps labor cheap. I'm afraid the law is no one dead that aren't here. Well, you won't see any of them in your town. We will respect your laws. And Bayou Vermilion will not bring any of our zombie workers. We like to keep it discreet because people panic when they see zombies. Hmm. It's not just a matter of law. It's a mor- matter of morals and ethics. Those were people once. And you would have them go to waste because a book told you that there's still people once they're in the ground? People are not a resource. John is going to just nod and go, hmm. Well, I mean, well, I mean, you know, all resources got to be used to progress the uh, the American machine further out west. And we can uh, have this uh, have what's out there on the west be our destiny and whatnot. But I don't know that. Doing it on the backs of those who died is exactly, you know, like, it, it it don't sit right with me. Oh, yes. We should instead be exploiting those who are living to break their backs to make a railway across these great states. Oh, I mean, no, I wasn't saying that at all. I was saying that maybe you should pay them, like, a living wage and, like, give them some, uh like... Like compensation for the uh, the the physical labor that they're doing. By the way, uh, we you know just kind of figuring this out. Uh, which one of you is actually like in deep with the unions? Your your undead workforce are they like ethically sourced? Are are they like people who like wrote Along a contract the up? Sort of speech. 
do they like write a contract saying that like you know if they died on the job their family would be provided for and then you would like keep working as the, the zombies or whatever and like give give their wages to to the family hmm i i don't think there's a canon answer for that um what's the window say um he's gonna say yes uh Roll me a notice check. We'll do, buddy. I'll take I'll take a success. Uh yeah, he's gonna say yes. Uh there's they are definitely we ethically source the undead that we raise whenever we can. All of our living workers uh, have signed a contract that if they die, uh, they allow us to raise them as zombies in exchange for their families being taken care of. Uh, you sense a lie in there somewhere, but you don't know where it's at. Uh, John is going to look over to Val and be like, well, you're the one with the law. Like, like kind of give Val that look of you're the one with the law. Well, how do you feel about this? Hey, Brendan. Yeah. Didn't you just lie to a lawman? Oh my god, do you sit? Get to kicking, son. <laughs> I believe the punishment for that is a swift kick to the jaw. You said I sense a lie in there? Yeah, you know he lied about something, but you don't know what he lied about. But you know he lied. <laughs> he gonna call him on it? It's the law. Hey, yo, uh, Mayor Waycrest, did you tell, uh, did you tell, uh, Lafayette what our laws was? Because this fool about to owe me a hoagie. You are a strange one, John. But did you tell him? Yes, he is up to date on all of our laws. That's why he came prepared to let you all know that the undead wouldn't make it into the town. That is fantastic. I certainly do appreciate you, uh, Mayor Waycrest. Uh, and... John is going to uh, walk towards uh, Mr. Monsieur Lafayette with like a hand outstretched and like is going to look over at like as he's doing this and look over at Doc Val and be like, so uh, uh, so he's going to look o- while he's doing this, he's going to look over at Doc Val and like look for like the reaction of like, is this a cool thing? Like, are you okay with this? So long as like they don't come into town, but then immediately turn to uh, Lafayette and go, "Yo, you's never lied to a lawman," and like just give him like the biggest fucking roundhouse kick ever. Uh, yeah, rolled a hit. Yeah, that uh, that because you're rolling to beat his parry. That's a hit with a raise. So add a d6 to your damage. And just like that, the representative was killed in cold blood. Uh, what's his toughness? Uh, toughness of four. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, you you're fighting a nerd. All right, so how do you want to incapacitate this guy? I don't. Well, you incapped him. <laughs> you don't got to kill him, but he is down for the count. Um, feeling uh. After 
after, so this is going to sound super weird. After basically having Rose, like, edge his heroic nature, but not get to actually fight those chuckle fucks on the train, John is, like, ready to go. And instead of just giving, like, a swift kick to the jaw, he accidentally hurricane runs this man into a table. Like, he accident like, he's, like, originally going for, like, just a quick kick, but instead, like, n without even thinking, both of his feet, like, leave the table, or leave the ground, and he, like, goes sailing and, like, wraps his legs around this dude's neck and just flings him. Well, shit, John, did you have to kick him that hard? Damn it, now I've got to patch him up in my off time. Great. Well, you know, sometimes I just don't know my own strength, you know? And uh, as as he goes through the table, Rose does a uh, does not hide uh, as she does a little giddy jump for joy with a quick clap. Such a strong lawman upholding the law, even if money's on the line. You have great moral fiber, Sheriff John. You all see how this is bullshit, right? The only. Such crude language. Bullspit. I see around here is that bit of drool coming out of Mr. Lafayette's mouth. Is, is should we get doctor? Uh, would would you mind? Uh, I don't want him dying on your floor. Could, could you make sure he's breathing? I mean, anything you ask. Sure, I'll check him out. Even though I'm off the clock, but okay. Yo, I do certainly appreciate it, Val. It's, uh, I, I don't know what it was. I just got super keyed up from, uh, from watching this, this, this film that, uh, that Rose showed me. Oh, I'm sure she could get anybody worked up showing them things. Yeah, I mean, she's got a lot of good films, apparently. What did she show you exactly? Oh, you wouldn't believe it. So she, she she was like, yo, what do you want to see? And I was just like, yo's, you know what I always wanted to do? Stop a train heist. And she was like, oh, I got this great film for you. And she just shows it to me. And it's like all these great actors that were like, they kind of looked like us, but they were like, not exactly us. Like, you know, the guy who was playing me wasn't as pretty. You know, we, we got to like th this super climactic moment after, uh, after, uh, after Emerson, like, shot down a gyrocopter. It was fantastic. And, and, like, Sid was driving a car on top of a train. I don't know how that's even possible. But then, like, there was an explosion. I had to, like, do the, oh, and I got spooked by it. And I realized I was, you know, watching a film and I made a noise. So I got real scared that, uh, that Emerson was going to come and kick me. All right, John, we'll leave the stories to Emerson. I'm going to go take care of our friend real quick. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll me a medicine roll to check if he's breathing or not. Oh, no! Oh, no! Ah, yes, a Paradise Lost's infamous medicine rolls. Did uh, did our lawman just murder someone in the town council? <laughs> no! No, you can't have anyone make a medicine roll in this game. It's okay, it's okay, I misspoke. It's healing. He Same thing. One. Well, lucky for you, he's still breathing. 
and it should be easy enough to fix them. Yeah, with with the with the two raises on that, I'm gonna go ahead and say you got him stabilized too. Uh, he's gonna wake up with a hell of a headache and be sore as shit, but uh, he's gonna be alright when he wakes up. So he's currently unconscious still. Yes. Never mind. I mean, unless anybody's got some smelling salts on him. I do have two medicine bags, which I would assume in this time period would have smelling salts. They would. Would you like to use one of your medicine bags to give the goon smelling salts? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I got this. I got this. And uh, Sid's going to start mixing up some weird concoction behind the bar. Basically, she's just throwing together like whiskey, apple juice, and some other random liquid, putting it in a small bottle and handing it to Doc Val. Try this. Something I just whipped up. She takes it in one shot. No, no, no. I, I, I think they're supposed to be for him to, you know, burn the insides and fix them up. Yeah, it did burn a little bit. I'm feeling great now, though. <laughs> Are we just going to leave him knocked out on my floor? I mean, I could always strap him up to Dusty and get him out of here for you. Or we could just prop him up in the chair, you know, make it at least, you know, look like he's awake. I've seen people do that before. They just prop him right up, you know, like have them, their head tilted back, hat down. Just look like they're taking a nap. It's perfectly fine. All right. Y'all prop him up. I'll mix up another one of them drinks for him. And she'll go back behind the bar and mix up the same drink. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. So I suppose we're we're waiting for him to wake up to, to make our decision. Yeah, we can carry on. I um, spoke. I spoke my piece. I don't think either of them need to be here. If you think she's any better than that, then you're wrong. Mm, not she probably ain't, but at least the view would be better. If it, one thing that I would like to mention is, though it's our Black River Rail, it is being built in uh, cooperation as a connecting line to the Greater Empire Rail. Uh, if you don't trust us, you can at least trust Mr. Chamberlain is a... Uh, I'm, I'm sure you've heard plenty of stories. I hear plenty of stories about all the railroads. And, it, it, and honestly, you could be the nicest one of them, and I still wouldn't want Because you can be as nice as you can be, but we isn't nice as some hooligans coming in here using the town to hijack a railroad and us being caught in a crossfire. But what is nice is some hooligans riding into town on horses and you having a connecting railroad to ship in Union soldiers to take care of said hooligans. You don't think you're capable of it, Mr. Woman, I'm a barber. What do you think I'm going to do? I hear a story that you all fiercely defend your town around here. Did I hear wrong? You're not wrong, but we don't also want additional problems. And whilst it wouldn't be awful having you around, it's all the trouble that does come with the railroad. He does make a bit of a point uh, to give some leeway to Jackie over there. Uh, I don't want to have to be patching up a bunch of folks coming in causing a ruckus. I mean, we've been only talking for a little bit, and I've already had to patch up one person, and y'all were just here proposing the railroads. Well, listen, John over there lied. Yous all know the law. Yep. Yes, Sheriff, we do. I imagine you guys are just debating that, and Emerson's over there like, 
patting this guy's cheek and rubbing his throat to make sure the drink that Cassidy is pouring is going down correctly. Perfect. He does not drown on the drink you fed the unconscious man. Listen, I didn't realize he had no idea how to take a Hurricane Rana to the face. How many people do you think can take that kick to the face? Like, I've seen some people, like, take some kicks to the throat and they get knocked back and they get up again. But, like, it still hurts. Some people just aren't used to that. I mean, in reality, it's not really a kick. It's more like my very muscular thighs swinging them by their own neck, so... Do you want somebody to take their muscular thighs and swing you by your neck and see if you can survive that? Depends on the person. If I'm being completely honest, that's always how the, uh, the, uh, the red giant said I'd die. I, it doesn't sound like a bad death, depending on who it is, but still. I would love to test this dude. Gonna give like a look over Rosenbeck. Nah, I don't think you got the ties for it. I beg to differ, but that's a whole different story. So, uh, we should probably wait until our uh, unconscious pals uh, awake so these uh, negotiations can continue without uh, us accidentally, you know, siding with one person or not, or deciding to take take no for an answer on all of it. I mean, I'm sure that. I'm sure that Jackie here would love for us to not have a railroad at all, but, like, I feel like that's kind of what we need for the town to survive. Well, still seems unconscious. Cody, can he wake up anytime soon so I can apologize? <laughs> you wrecked uh, him. What were you expecting? Yeah, like, I, I don't think you want him to wake up. He's not going to be exactly friendly at that point. Listen, he knew the law. He does know the laws. Yeah, um, th- there's a kick to the face, and then there's just getting flung around by your neck, though. If he, if he knew the law, then don't apologize. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, yes, Michel Lafayette comes to. Uh, he looks around. Did, did you? Yeah. That was, I guess... Whoa, whoa, We never said anything about a decision here. I'm just letting you know that you did lie to a lawman. Oh, yes, for sure. And I will be sure that next time I return, it will be with a eminent domain claim. You, you told me... John is going to look to Jacoby and be like, you told me that he knew the law. Why would he break the law in front of the in front of the sheriff of the town? Who said I was lying? You did. Have you ne- have you never hung out with anyone who knows when a when a lie is being told? You told me a lie. That's why I gave gave you the old hurricane rana. He kind of looks at uh Mayor Waycrest who just kind of shakes his head and shrugs like Listen here, listen here, Monsieur, Monsieur Lafayette. You're lucky I didn't jump off the fucking bar and give it to you like that. So, sit your ass down, we're going to talk about this like gentlemen, and you're not going to lie to us anymore. And then he's going to look to Rose and be like, and if you don't want these thighs lapped around your head, you ain't going to lie to us anyway. I, I, I think she wouldn't mind that. Crime and punishment, is that a promise, Sheriff? Yes, if you break the law, it is a promise that you are going to get punished. Do not commit crimes in my town. J- John, uh, t- 
telling her that you're going to put her th- your thighs around her head might not really be an appropriate punishment. Oh, this town is full of so many smart and beautiful. Well, while I appreciate you saying that, uh, I assume you're talking about me, uh, and, you know, the rest of my ladies here, uh, flattery's not going to get you very far. Oh, I'd beg to differ. Flattery has got me fairly far, since Mr. Sheriff over here doesn't like when I lie. Flattery can get you very far. Can we can we take a second and be honest here, though? Even with all the nonsense with Chameleon and the drop kick into the head, he had more of a case than she does. All she's doing is cooing like a bird. That's because you've only asked his case. I was waiting politely. She does have a point there. I think we ought to at least hear her out. And before anyone goes throwing around eminent domain, and just because you're mad you got kicked, you brought it on yourself. And don't forget who patched you up, okay? Someone patched me up. Yeah, you're welcome, doctor, right here. And Emerson points to Doc Val. I'll make sure that when we come to town, you don't see any zombies. Just for that. Well, for your company's sake, I sure hope I wouldn't, because it wouldn't, you know, go well for your workforce. Oh, for sure. So, Miss Rose, tell us about your company. Well, Shug, we, if we're being honest, um, I'm sure you all read about the uh, recently discovered uh, ghost rock deposit, and... With that being so nearby, that's what we are making this offshoot rail for. Because the government of the fine United States of America, as they are uh, entering their era of reconstruction, needs ghost rocks to uh, power the machines to excavate and undo the damage done by the War of the Brothers. So... We oblige, and yes, we do take a handsome sum of money in return for the goods we transport. But that's all our business here is. It's business. We will bring people into your town. We will build up the nearby mine. And everyone will prosper. Well, any other benefits that could be had for this town? Extra people's not always that great. Uh, and while being up the mine is fine and prosperity, is there anything else your company would be offering our town? Or anything that any other towns that you've uh, hitched up with have had problems with? The uh, Mr. Lafayette was at least up front about uh, most of their workforce being uh, the undead. I feel like that I'm stuck between... Well, I feel like I'm stuck between someone who wants to... Uh, someone who wants to lie to my face and not, but but do it in such a way that I don't think they're lying, and someone who at least has the, has the courage to try to lie to a lawman. And he's gonna, like, finger guns off to Lafayette. They're... The Rail Wars were a nasty bit of history. Uh, Towns themselves, there's always been... It has come with the territory, but the Rail Wars after that madman 
dropped ghost flame bombs on everyone. The violence has subsided because it went too far. So telling you troubles of the past wouldn't be telling you much. It's the same troubles every rail's got. Not enough workers, uh, you bringing into a town and promising them uh, great success and then just leaving them in the dust because they stopped being useful when the mines dried up. Uh, so I feel like that, I don't know, like you should probably like make us a promise that you're not going to like screw us over if, if, if you're going to be the person. Because like, if I'm being real here, like, I'd rather just have like caravans come in off the trail like Jackie wants. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, is uh, the nature of the areas you have to pass through to get a caravan through here. Um, you are quite close to Bloom City, so I guess you could form a lucrative contract with the Mormons if you'd like. But, oh, you know. no, no, no. Not with them fuckers. That the positive ghost rock, y'all, you were talking about. That's near us. Yeah, it's not far away at all. See, here's the issue here. Even if we tell both of them to hit that old dusty trail and don't give them a second look, some other sleazeball is going to find out that it's around here and not be so hospitable when they come. Well, I mean, why don't we just go take it for ourselves? Okay. Uh, how many people we got in this town, you think? They're willing to go and do yeah. hard, hard mining for all day. Sheriff, I hate to say it, but we are a small fish. We can get I mean, easily eaten by a way bigger fish come swimming on by. I mean, I'm not going to deny that I think that both of you are probably... You both are probably smarter than me, so... Uh, and all I'm saying is a horde of gigantic, a gigantic horde of zombies might keep some strays away. You know. I mean, so long as they ain't in town, then those Johns don't have to worry about uh, being a uh, problem in the law. And you know, if they do wander in, then... Yeah, you just do what you can. Mm, I'm still not a fan of the undead. It's it's just not right. He does have a point there. There are quite a few moral uh, dilemmas with that. So say what you want with contracts, but we we all know there's plenty of predatory things going on. All I'm trying to say is, of the two we've seen, one has been not entirely truthful, but also upfront. And the other has been using honeyed words and mudslinging. That's all I got to take. What were you saying, Doc Val? As far as past issues go with railroads, at least in our town, we can govern how people are treated and workers are treated and can at least make sure some of those things don't happen like they have in other areas because town law is going to supersede policy of business. I mean, if we can certainly get that in writing, uh, well, I would think we would want everything in writing. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes he wants to just have like a gentleman's contract, gentleman's agreement between not with a company. I, I will uh, secede my uh, my comments to those who know better than the two liaisons. Kind of uh, look to each other, and then to the mayor, and then back to each other, and then back to y'all. And they kind of give each other a nod. Uh, say, well, I believe it's getting late. We should. 
be making our way to our camps. Um, if you need us, you know where to find us to speak more on the subject. I look forward to hearing from you. And uh, Mr. Lafayette bows and uh, goes to walk out of the bar, but kind of stumbles from his concussion. But he rates himself and gets out of the bar and... Oh, use, use, use. You gotta watch out for that CTE. I'm so sorry. Don't be apologizing. He knew the law and the consequences. Yeah, but I wasn't intending to give people CTE. He makes his way out, and then Rose looks around and kind of focuses in between the people that she's been focusing on today. Uh, Then she kind of makes... Her eyes glance over uh, Jackie, and she makes a little pout. She goes, well, I was going to offer to stay in town, but I get the feeling that I'm not necessarily welcome. So I'll be making my uh, way to. uh, And she's going to leave a uh, piece of paper with longitude and latitude on it. For anybody who knows how to read maps. It's. Where you can find me, if uh, if you'd like to know more about our plans with the and then if nobody has anything else to say to her on her way out, uh, she makes her way out as well. Uh, I got nothing. Don't forget your bottle on the way out. Oh yes, don't forget your whiskey bottles on on the porch over there. Just make sure that the drunks didn't take it. <sighs> well. Seems like I got a little heated there. I didn't drop kick anybody in the dirt, but you know, sorry about that. Listens, I just—you just gotta understand. Punishment has to be very swift, so they don't deep, so they don't keep doing this. Because if they mm. did, I was gonna have to like take him or her, and we was gonna have to go to the well. I was going to have to have fill up the bucket, and I was going to have to put their the faces in some water. Jackie just kind of pulls out a lollipop from a pocket and blankly stares at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Listen, Jackie, I think I think tomorrow, uh, yeah, it's been a little while. I, I think maybe I need a haircut. It's just, I, I need something sweet in my life. I just I just can't take it with these people. There's, there's like, nothing sweet around. They just want to, like, take take advantage of us. My door you know, open. being completely oblivious to the fact that Rose was like, mm, look at them legs, mm, Mr. Liberty, those legs, and just being like, yeah, you don't want to deal with this. Them legs are super good. They'll just kill you. John, my door is, all, my door is always open. <laughs> These are my killing legs. <laughs> I, uh... I want to make one thing clear. I know not many of us have much uh, experience with the railroads, but I think some of you are under the impression that we got a choice. Uh, Our choice is we choose which one we think is the lesser of two evils for our town. Or if we choose neither, they're both going to come. And it's going to be a bloodbath, and we're going to be in the middle of it. He's right. I've seen it before, which is, you know, why no railroads bring trouble. 
but we really ought to make a decision before my job gets so much harder. How long do you think I got on on making a decision? Because uh, I'll be honest, I do feel a little bit bad about uh, about neck cracking that 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 Lafayette fella, but uh, also like Rose is uh, is a nice lady, so oh, you have plenty of time. Like they are both several months away, but uh, the sooner we let one of them know that they gotta redirect their rail around our little town here. Uh, it's probably for the better, but you've got time to uh, investigate your choices. I want what's best for this town. All right, son. So what do you what do you all say? Uh, do we want to do we want to force a uh, force force Sid here to uh, make some hoagies, talk it over, and then uh, we can go go our own way, and uh, maybe like uh, figure this shit out, or do we want to just kind of say what we're gonna do, and then just kind of like see what happens around town? While I'm open to change and new information, I've made my decision. That rose lady makes me about as nervous as porcupine in a balloon factory. Well, unfortunately, we can't stop progress, and if we don't make a decision, things are going to be a I'm lot worse. I don't know about y'all, but I don't personally want zombies up in my bar. Yeah, uh, the zombies are a no-go for me. It's just, it's everything against the Lord's book. Not not that the the other lady really an upstanding type, but uh the zombies are just a step too far for me. I'm definitely against the zombies. Goes against an oath I have as a doctor and other things. It's not even really the zombies themselves. Well, it is, but it's it's more the people willing to do it that bother me. Well, they did say we had some time to investigate this stuff, so maybe we should uh, look into them more, too, for anyone who's not quite uh, decided. I think that's fair. Oh, I don't like either one of them, really. So, uh, but I guess we don't really have a choice, now, do we? Uh, no, it doesn't seem like. Those big companies, that's, that's the way the world's headed, it seems like. That's a choice. It just ain't a good one. But still, one that needs made. Both them Johns are spewing a bunch out out of their uh, out of their out of their bull's rear end. The better question is, uh, which rear end is better for the future? Is this a sick bull, or is this a uh, just uh, you know regular kind of? Well, maybe uh, maybe let's do some investigating. Thank you for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, why not tell your friends or hit the like button? If you loved it or have ways we can improve, leave a comment on the episode or a review to help us get out to more ears. I'm always looking for feedback to improve the show. Speaking of feedback, you could also send that to a pair of dice lost on Twitter or a pair of dice lost at gmail.com. 
The theme music for this game is Born Barnstormers by Brian Boyko, used under a Creative Commons license. And finally, for making it this far, why don't you go ahead and refill all your bennies for the week? Haitian Creole accent, which I'm not going to attempt because that's a beautiful accent. Damn it, Cody. What? I was hoping you were going to try it. <laughs> no, no. Like, I'll make fun of the Cajun Creole all you want, boy. But Haitian Creole is a different type of Creole. And I, it's got the sound and speed of, like, Cajun Creole, but the flow of speaking fucking French. Mmm, okay, okay. Yeah. Like, Haitian Creole is a language to be heard. And I can't do that. Oh, man, I forgot his accent. It's just standard Yeehaw, right? For yeah. Jacoby? Yeah. I think it was really deep Yeehaw. It was like Southern Plantation Yeehaw. Well... Not to uh, throw Lady Rose under the bus here, but um, like that—that that is not bus is not the right term here. Train. So, out of character, Brendan goes. Capitalism says otherwise. <laughs> well, yeah, but not out of character. <laughs> and just like that, we're back on to <laughs> the coup. Uh. What's up, YouTube? It's your boy Brendan back at it again with Eating the Rich. <laughs> Cody, are there unions in this game? I believe there are. Uh, the com In the comic book that I shared, the Wichita Witches went to Utah specifically to break up the union that was trying to form, so it sure as shit ain't them. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no, is there. Are there zombie teamsters in this game? Yeehaw, capitalism, go! I think technically, yeah, Bayou Vermilion is the more uh, socialist of the two. Is that what you have to do to be socialist in this city? Is it socialist if your people are zombies? No, their people are taken care of because they don't have to work for the rail line, they're just provided for. Because, you know, you just use the dead folks for it. I see. And, yeah, and so you start wanting to expand too fast and killing off the populace to make a workforce. Yeah, are these ethically sourced corpses? <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, that's a good question. Yeah, so, like, 